0: You are listening to the Metabolic Coach Podcast where it's all about real women and real problems. And I'm your host, Dr. Rashmi Pawar, specialist gynecologist and also a certified life and way coach where I don't just talk about medical problems, but what goes on when you hear about those problems. Hello, my friend. And welcome to today's episode on feeling deprivation. (laughs) Well, uh, it's been quite some time and I'm redirecting my focus towards weight loss uh, because I truly, truly believe that every pregnant woman who is aiming to get pregnant and have babies, she has an opportunity to be at her ideal weight be insulin sensitive and then get pregnant and then have her babies and then be an example of everything amazing in her life. So that could be you. So if you're someone with PCOS who is struggling with losing weight, finding the right way of eating, having everything
1: normalized
0: before you get pregnant or have babies, You are in the right place. So, I am Dr. Rashmi in case you guys don't know about me. I am a specialist gynecologist and a master certified life and weight coach. And I solely focus all my work towards helping women lose weight before they get pregnant and keep their weight healthy for the rest of their lives. So if you are not following me on Instagram, I highly recommend go to my Instagram page, Dr. Rashmi OBG OBGYN Coach, and follow me there. I encourage you to follow me on Instagram because that's where I'm maximum present. Plus I speak in Reels, which is fun. Um, and I want you there. So come and follow me there. Uh, I had uh, set up a goal and had announced it to my followers that I'm going to lose four kilos of weight. So end of May, sorry, end of April, I had just come from a vacation and I was around 58 kilos. So uh, I am someone who has been 73, 75 uh, at the end of my pregnancy while I was still breastfeeding. I never managed to lose the pregnancy weight and then i had lost <coughs> all of that weight and reached around 52 50 kilo also uh, by intermittent fasting and doing the mindset work so this happened like three years back and slowly slowly the weight started to creep in and i was plateauing between 53 54 55 but this time when i went on vacation it reached 58 and that's when i was like okay i need to lose my weight and i have to show people that I actually use the tools which I teach. So the goal that I set for myself was to lose four kilos, that is from 58 to 54 by the end of June. So four kilos in two months. That was like very liberal of me because in the past, I have lost weight. Like anyone who loses weight actually starts losing weight really fast when the weight loss starts happening. Because what happens is when they see the number move, then they like, oh, this thing works. And then they will like keep on doing that work. But until they get that feeling of, oh, this thing works, they will keep spending a lot of time there. Now, what I want to show you and what the work that I teach people is more or less to getting to that, this thing works. Like you have to believe that this thing works before the number has started to move. So I started the work, now I've reached, it's been almost a month and I've reached in 54s. That's amazing. Oh, I didn't even realize I've actually reached my goal. Yeah. And my goal is to be in 54, right? And it's today is 5th of June. And I'm going on a vacation on 18th of June. And (laughs) I was like, let me change my goal and go 52. So that after the vacation, I would be 54. (laughs) That's still me at my goal. So I'm trying to lose my weight before. Now I'm actually, today I was 54.9. I am actually losing the weight, but understand that I still have my brain. And I still do my work on getting the approval of me at any way possible. And I'm still doing the work. And the work that I'm today doing is of allowing deprivation. So think about it. Whenever we want to do something in life, so it can be anything. Like think about an exam that you have so we have an exam date it's say after a month or two months final exam date so we know that we can actually start planning and start studying we can do a first revision we can do a second revision and then finally during the exam a very fast revision (laughs) that's how my brain always worked until the time comes for the schedule to be followed No way, I will procrastinate, 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 procrastination will keep happening. So at the same time, I will keep studying. But then as the date comes closer, that's when the real work starts happening. Because when you're planning to study as per schedule, the only thing your brain is experiencing is deprivation, right? Because you're not getting to do anything that you want to do and you have to study instead. So we keep on avoiding deprivation, resisting deprivation while depriving ourselves of studying ahead of time, like as per schedule, because there's a part of our brain which is like, hey, you need to study. It's amazing if you have already read what you had to read, right? Similarly with weight loss, I had given myself four uh, two months to lose just four kilos. And my first two kilos came off easily because I went back to my old eating habits. And I know the way, the way I eat in vacations is different. And when I come back to my old eating habits, I will be at a different weight. So I came back to 56. So it just became a matter of two more kilos, right? And those two more kilos, I could lose one kilo in a month and then i and that is just by like nar like going off flour and sugar so i was having two meals a day no flour no sugar and i just managed to lose 1 kilo which is the way i speak it is also like doesn't sound so interesting right it looks like i just managed to lose 1 kilo <laughs> it could be like hey you just have to lose 2 kilos and you lost half of that it's amazing right but no that's not how our brains are programmed it looks at the negative So I changed my plan after following that meal plan for like two weeks, I changed it to one meal a day. So that means extreme deprivation for me. Extreme means like you can't even imagine what is going on in my mind. Now, mind you, I have done this work in the past. Even when I did it the first time, it felt extreme deprivation. And even now it feels extreme deprivation. Now, the way I'm eating is like I'm having a fat first in the morning. Like basically, I'm having butter in my black coffee in the morning. That's how I like start my day. And then I'll have like one or two cups of green tea or coffee or some salty lemonade, no sugar, something of that kind, sparkling water, anything to go by. Just basically hydrate yourself and i would have that one meal at the end of the day but like by fr- from 3 pm to say 5 pm 5:30 6 pm before sunset so i'm going to eat my that whole meal slowly slowly starting with a snack and ending with a proper meal this seemed very depriving for me so I was like, because I'm a mindset coach, I have done a lot of work on my own mindset, how feelings feel. Initially, my instant response was to obviously resist that deprivation. So I would go and do things like keep having coffee, 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 or go and talk to someone about it, go and surf on the internet and this and that. But later on, the master coach in me got engaged and it was like, hey, there is an easier way. And that's by allowing deprivation. Do you know what that is, Rashmi? Do you remember? <coughs> and it was like yesterday. Yes, of course I remember. So the example I give, and I've been giving that in my social media, if you read my post. is imagine you have planned a meal, okay? And you have planned not to eat right now. Later on, it's, it's a nice, wholesome meal plan for later. But right now, there's no meal plan. But that's the only thing which is on your mind. So what you do is you'll go and drink some water. Or you'll go and do some exercise. You'll distract yourself. And the agenda is to distract yourself from feeling the way you're feeling. And guess what happens when you do that? You still keep craving for food. You still keep thinking, no, but I need it. I need it. I need it. Because the conversation is like based on that. But at the same time, suppose if you were having some important task, like for us, when we are operating, when we have an operation theater list, we're operating one after the other, one after the other. There are surgeries happening. There is bleeding happening. (laughs) Nurses are changing their shifts, but surgeons never Leave the patient because they are hungry. Because it's very important that we finish the surgery. Anesthesia also sometimes will move, but the surgeons never leave. We never, like if there is a task at hand, right? So if the hunger comes, I just notice it. Maybe I hear my stomach growling too, but I'm still like, hey, but we this is important. We have to do this. And I'm not saying that you have to be a surgeon to allow a hunger. <laughs> It happens, like think about it, like if you had a task at hand, like suppose you had a meeting and you are in a meeting and the meeting went on for a really long time and you are the one who's talking in the meeting. You are the one who wants to teach all these people these these things and the hunger comes in. Are you going to like, okay, guys, I'm hungry. I'm going to go and eat something or let me get some snack. You're not going to do that. You're going to be like, let's finish this. Let's finish this. Let's finish this. Meetings after meetings after meetings. There's really no time because you're so occupied with doing that task. And the hunger keeps coming and it disappears. Like your brain overrides that deprivation. There, There is actually no deprivation. You notice the hunger. You don't feel deprived. So the reason why you don't feel deprived is because your thoughts are, this is not important. What I'm doing is important, but food is not important right now. So that thought actually creates a feeling of focus in whatever you're doing and deprivation is not existing. But you are not always going to be doing something important, right? Most likely... Like even when I'm at work in a labor unit delivering patients, even that time, we're not always busy, busy, busy doing all the things. There are a lot of empty spaces when I'm with my, my my mind is constantly thinking of food. <laughs> yeah. Even after losing weight for four years, my mind will still think of food. And that might not think of food, but it might look like, oh, let's go get coffee. <laughs> I want coffee. I want coffee. I want coffee. And if I don't get my coffee, I feel deprived because I'm thinking I want it. And when I don't have it, I'm feeling deprivation. So deprivation is actually a feeling. And I'm able to allow it the whole day to And yesterday and day before yesterday, like yesterday, I actually had gone for my daughter's parent teacher meeting and I knew that school is not going to offer any snacks or anything. So I just had my fat first and the plan on my planner was that I am actually planning to go out, most likely with friends, and I'm going to have some bread and a paratha or chicken and I'm going to have sugary tea. So all those things were planned on mine. planner in the morning I had done that but what happened is when I finished the thing that we were supposed to finish and when it was time to eat we changed plans we didn't go to eat in that restaurant which I was imagining but we went to another restaurant and there were drinks involved in it and thank god I had already planned sugar on my meal and I could eat as planned. I had some bread, I had pizza, I had fries, I had sausages, I had um, fruits, I had everything healthy along with some flour and sugar, which I had already planned on on my planner. I had already gone ahead of time and taken care of my future self. So there was no opportunity I had left for me to beat myself up or to even feel deprivation because my brain and our brains can make it mean something bad. Like where was alcohol on this plan, Rashmi? Why did you not plan alcohol? But alcohol is also a juice. So it's like sugar. So it comes under sugar category. So if you had one beer, instead of one cup of sugary coffee, it's the same. It's gonna raise insulin and it's going to delay your weight loss. So now today, I have another party to attend. I'm supposed to go to at, at my friend's place in the evening. They have invited and I'm sure there's going to be some flour and sugar based foods. So today morning when I woke up, I decided, okay, I'm not gonna eat anything the whole day because I'm gonna save up my appetite for that party when I go to my friend's place. So since morning, I've had some cup of coffees, like maybe two cups of coffees and that's it. And I'm having some salty lemonade to maintain my salt so that I don't feel so tired and I'm allowing deprivation. I still have thoughts like, oh, I just wish I could eat. And I don't even want to eat something fancy. I mean, I fed my daughter with eggs and some bananas like in my hand, I'm feeding her. And at the same time, I'm allowing deprivation to pass through my body. That is the work, my friend. Now, I can do this work on my own because I'm so much, I just, that's all I do, right? Like, that's all I do is, like, sit with my discomfort so much. Like, the other day, we got a new cat, by the way, and I was really scared of cleaning his eyes because I just was scared. And my husband is also scared of lifting him and cleaning him and brushing him. So when when I I thought about it, what is like the worst that can happen when I brush my cat? And guess what was the worst that can happen when I brush my cat? That was the cat either clawing me, scratching me, or biting me. That was the worst. And I was okay with those pains. You know why? Because I practiced sitting with my discomfort all day long. The things which go on in my brain, the feelings which I feel throughout the day, which I process, which I allow, are so much more painful than a cat bite, which is maybe it might happen, but I sit with my discomfort all the time. And I still manage to call myself happy because I'm allowing my discomfort. I don't resist it. Life is 50-50. You're always going to experience negative emotion every day. Sometimes 80% of the time. But what kind of a person are you going to be when you are experiencing that emotion? That is the work I teach. So if you are someone who wants to lose weight right now, want to like revamp her wardrobe in six months or like start trying for pregnancy in six months or like get pregnant while losing weight and wants to be an example for her children, when they are born i highly encourage you book a sales call with me message me follow the link in bio reach out to me message me let's meet on a zoom call and discuss what your struggles are what is it that you dream of and why do you dream of that and my only job will be to help you see that that's what i'm going to get you to While normalizing what you are going through right now. So no matter how badly you don't want to do intermittent fasting. You don't want to do keto. You don't have to do any of that. I never ask my clients to do something. I always ask them, what do you think you want to do? Because you have enough wisdom on you. You have done enough research. So there is a part of you which tells you, okay, this is how I want to do it. And my job will be to help you do that. Every week when we meet, I will be just asking you whether you could do it and why you did that. Or if you were not able to do what you planned, why were you not able to do what you planned? This is what we will be talking. This having a coach, having a life coach on your side would be like having going for a spa session. When you go to a salon and like pamper yourself, this is your emotional pampering towards the dream of your life. All right, my friend, that's it for today. So, if you want to lose weight, remember you need to go through deprivation. I'll see you next time. Bye bye. If you found this information useful, please subscribe and give a review. Also, share this podcast with someone who might use the information that I'm teaching. Thank you.